Hello, and welcome to the EuroWhat, episode number 44 for the week of March 25th, 2019. I'm Mike McComb, and I'm joined today by Ben Smith. Hey, Ben. Hey, Mike. And our special guest, Chris King. Hey, Chris. Hello, Mike. We are a bunch of Americans trying to make sense of the Eurovision Song Contest, and this week we'll be talking about the first third of the first semifinal. How's it going, Chris? I am doing well. It is uh, very exciting to be joining y'all two on the podcast. And by my y'all introduction, I hope that uh, the listeners can tell that I am from a little bit farther south in America than y'all two. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But hopefully the... uh, Everyone can still understand the accent. I'm looking forward to uh, looking at these countries with all of y'all. Excellent. Well, we're happy to have you here. Is this your first exposure to Eurovision? Or what What? What has been your Eurovision experience so far? Uh, very little. Uh, I have not really followed uh, a tournament's worth of Eurovision. I'm familiar with some of the big names that have eventually won, essentially, uh, one Canadian woman and one Swedish band. Uh, I've been, I've seen, you know, when the finals occur and what new country takes place. And I watch a lot of uh, British game shows and they love talking about Eurovision. And so I live vicariously through that. Excellent. Ben, how are you doing? I'm good. I am tired, but I'm mostly just tired from doing crosswords all weekend. Awesome. So we have about eight weeks before Eurovision goes into like full competition mode and we're going to kind of stretch our legs and start talking about all 41 entries. Uh, we're not doing that in this episode. Uh, we, we are breaking it out into groups of six and for the first semifinal, since we don't have a running order yet and we're probably not going to get that until probably the first week of April, the way we're going to approach it is we're just taking the first six songs alphabetically from the first half of the first semifinal. Final. And that's alphabetically by country. Yes. Alphabetically by Uh, country, not by song title or artist. So many ways to alphabetize, Mike. So many ways. I know, I know. And they have other alphabets over there, so you there's really no way to figure out how to do things. <laughs> they really need to get the running order back to the semifinal allocation. <laughs> it would yeah. make my life so much easier. Yes, so today's episode we're gonna be talking about Belarus, Cyprus, Czech Republic, Finland, Hungary, and Montenegro. The next week, we will finish out the first half and start the second half. They'll probably have the running order, but we're just going to stick with this plan through the first semifinal and probably do the running order for the second semifinal. Ben, do you want to kick us off? I do. I do. Uh, So first off, uh, alphabetically, is Belarus and Xena with Like It. Okay, and just some, just some fun facts. Uh, so this was selected by the jury in the national final. Belarus sort of just jettisoned the televote this year. Xena, it turns out, has voiced Moana in the Russian dubs of Moana and Ralph Breaks the Internet. And she co-hosted last year's Junior Eurovision Song Contest and has previously tried to rep Belarus in 2015 and 2016. So Chris, I'm, as, as our guest this week, I'm going to throw this one over to you first. What did you make of this? From what I understand about 90s and 2000s, like Britney Spears type music. I thought it was very similar to that. It's a good style, I don't know, like current pop song. Of the six songs that we're reviewing today, only two of them were the stage performances of the musicians. And I more or less enjoyed the performance going on here. I thought she sang 
very well. I know I'm bringing some great critique to all of this, uh, but no, I thought the Belaruskans hold themselves proud. It was a good, a solid performance. You know, again, I'm an outsider and I don't know what I'm supposed to be looking for here, mm -hmm. but it seemed fine enough. And fine enough is the highest grade someone can get. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, it is helpful because like Ben and I are both steeped in this for well, too deep in uh, this stuff. Yeah, yeah, like we're we're in this for like I, I want to say twelve months of the year, uh, and um, that's most of that's, yeah, that's yeah. most if not all of it. Yeah, so uh, it it is helpful to have like just the outside perspective. It's like, are we reading too much into this? So your your opinions are very welcome here. Just to like let us know if the monkey house is starting to smell. So, <laughs> uh, Ben, what are your thoughts on this one? So I agree with Chris that it has like a good late nineties, early two thousands pop vibe to it although i still have the feeling that there are like two different songs playing at the same time just like one mm. on top of the other and and like one gets louder during the chorus the other one gets louder during the verses oh that's interesting this one's been very weird for me i kind of like it as background music and like if i'm not watching the performance it's fine but watching the video that they have like posted on youtube right now from the national final the powerpoint playing in the background just really bugs me <laughs> like it's just like the most blah font choice where it's just saying it's like just, it like it <laughs> helvetica is a perfectly fine font for you know your country's proudest you know there's nothing wrong with that yeah but uh, i don't know i, I mean it, it seems like it was just kind of thrown together like 15 minutes before they had to go on stage which might be true but it's just kind of a issue that i have with belarus overall in the contest where it's just like i don't know what their point of view is and like there's just nothing about this that screams like this is from belarus no yeah i fir i firmly believe you with on that like there was this could be any person's song this was just a song mm -hmm. like this could be sent to a record company as opposed to this is our country's top song. I mean, I do understand that the Eurovision is supposed to reflect the individual country's take on things. And uh, I have the lyrics up in front of me. And the first couple of lines is, I guess I've forgotten to turn my phone off. I'm outside my comfort zone. A true Belarusian take on the world. And uh, <laughs> there was nothing here to make it represent Belarus. Classic and Belarus. They left their phone on. No. <laughs> you know? and maybe that means the whole world's more connected than we think but yeah there was nothing much here to really say this is from belarus and zayna she did a very a very good job making this song mm -hmm. which appeals to an american but i do not know how uh how that will do for the rest of europe i guess it's currently my number 10 for this semi-final i don't know if that if I necessarily feel like it's going to qualify, but I, I I see this as being definitely on the bubble just because there is that sort of general appeal to it, even though there's just nothing about it at the moment that is particularly special or standing out. But right. I, I, I could see like the final stage performance of this maybe pushing this up a couple notches. Agreed. Yeah, I think like my notes for this one also say bubble in in that it's lower in my rankings. I think it hasn't cracked my top ten, mm. but I think it's definitely close. I think given the right performance, it could sneak in there. Uh, a question for y'all too. Yes. Uh, so this is the official video for Belarus, correct? Will there be a music video as well, or is this the video 
the country has chosen. What Eurovision, the contest requires, is that each entry has some sort of video by the uh, submission deadline. And in 2013, the Netherlands just sent in their singer singing the song like via Skype. Uh, Just like, all right, that's our video. And then a more professionally made video was available. I think it came out like the week before the contest. So there is like a Mm -hmm. little bit of strategy that goes into it where it's just kind of like, oh, we're re-releasing the song and kind of giving it a a second life right before the contest gets started. But I would not be surprised if there is a more official video that comes out in the next six weeks or so i i would say mm. like the next couple weeks especially because they're playing up oh we're releasing the official studio version this week i will say this about the video that's on youtube is uh the like dislike ratio one of the most trusted sources of information on the internet is certainly closer to 50 percent than the other videos we're reviewing today mm. uh this one is about probably around 55 60 percent you know the youtube hoi polloi which is you know the best the internet can offer (laughs) Uh, i will say that i do feel very charmed by reading the comments on these videos though because all the comments just seem to be love this song cheers from name the home country of the person commenting which i think is a very nice you know spirited thing that i don't see much elsewhere on the internet you know other countries lots of rooting for other countries so let's move on to cyprus and tomta and her song replay Okay, so Cyprus finished in second place last year with Fuego, and they've decided to kind of go to that well again with an internal selection by the same production team that gave us Fuego. Interestingly enough, Tomta was initially offered Fuego last year, but uh, she had scheduling conflicts, and that's why it went to uh, Eleni and uh, worked out well for her in the end. Yeah, so now Tomta is back to actually represent Cyprus. Uh, She is of Georgian Greek descent and rose to fame on Super Idol Greece in 2004. And since then, she's had a rather successful music career and has been in mentors on uh, various reality programs like X Factor. This song is currently one of the favorites, at least according to the odds makers. Yeah, Ben, what, what, what are your thoughts on this song? I find it like super, super funny that apparently Tonto was offered Fuego first. That's amusing to me. <laughs> I, I just like, oh, suddenly, suddenly my schedule has cleared up now that that did well. Now, now yeah. that we're doing well in the Eurovision. <laughs> yeah, I can keep March, April, May. Yeah. They really hyped this one up. Like, they did sort of the advance. Our song is titled Replay and then disappeared for two months. And I think that they overhyped this one because the more time I spend with it, the more I find other songs in the competition that interest me more. Mm. And I think part of the problem is, is that nobody can really copy what won last year, so they're going to... They're just copying what came in second place, and there's just a bevy of Fuego clones. And this one is probably one of the better of the Fuego clones. But yeah, like it's just it's just there, and it's it's kind of hot. It's like a sixth, fifth, somewhere in my rankings of the semifinal. But like it just does nothing for me. Hmm. I think it's still a very easy in for the yeah. for the finals. But it's I I have things that I like, I like more at this point. Do you think it's hubris of the country to? 
double down on a winning effort from previous years if Tomta is just really the same, uh, the person from last year, the one that came in was runner-up. Has that historically worked for anyone? Really uh, trying to have the same, you know, the same mojo and trying to do it again back-to-back years? Huh. That's an excellent question. Yeah. I mean, there have been a couple of years where they've had the same artist return. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Ireland uh, had this duo Jedward compete in yes. 2011, and then uh, they came back in 2012. But it wasn't it wasn't the same. They were both I mean, pop song, I, like upbeat pop songs, say, but they, like they like they were distinct from one another. I, I feel like Jedward was not necessarily invited back because they were good, though. I thought they were delightful. I mean, uh, they, yes, like, they were entertaining. Yeah, they're certainly two entertaining people. I've seen a little bit of their, just like them doing talk shows mm-hmm. and things like that. And that's a lot of energy. That's not really up my alley. I yeah. definitely see where it appeals to people. <laughs> that was but, such uh, a delightful way of putting it, Chris. <laughs> yes. I hope others have a lot of fun while watching those two banter. So Yeah, in terms of doubling down, kind of cloning their own song. I'm, I'm having a tough time thinking of an example of that where it's like well, the I, same country doing that. Well, yeah, and I don't think it's the same country, but I feel like, and admittedly, this might just come from years of remove and sort of looking at things in hindsight, but a lot of the 80s winners of the contest kind of blur together for me. Just, that, that could just be a production choice thing. That makes sense. But yeah, yeah, but yeah, like I'm not sure that there's any real data that points to well this worked last year let's do that again you could see a a committee around a table saying this was so good if only it gone a certain other way and then they're saying let's do it again you know especially if it was so successful the year before well yeah and i feel like cypress so. yeah cypress came in second i think that might be the best they've ever done Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that they go, oh, well, that really, really worked. We should try that again. Yeah, I mean, it, it's also just weird that it's just like it, there's so much of the production is what's being duplicated. Like it's not just – well, I mean, it's a different artist this time, but like the songwriting's the same. So much of the vibe is the same. Mm-hmm. the same. And yeah. Like I almost wonder if Cypress would have had more luck with like sending something different this year and then like either next year or a couple years from now sending Eleni again. Hmm. Hmm. Like, are they giving us too much of a thing that we said that we liked? Yeah. Yeah, that is possible. Hmm. They're going to keep trying until you like him one of these years, and then boom time. That's the winner. Yeah, it's just, oof. Tastes just change so quickly, though, especially with pop music. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, like that... It, It seems like it's a high risk and not much reward type strategy. I mean, this does kind of get into some of my issues with this song where it's just like yeah it's like this is fuego 2.0 which when we were first talking about it a few weeks ago like i said i really appreciated that i do appreciate it for the most part but like this might not be the best venue for that kind of iteration and it's forcing us to compare this song to fuego a lot more than like comparing it to other entries this year where it's just like yeah 2018 was in the past live in the now so it's but yeah, I, I have a feeling that this one may struggle with the juries a little bit, just in terms of it like not being as original mm-hmm. as other entries out there. I, I really like this song. I agree that it's an easy in, but it's kind of at like six, seven on my top mm-hmm. 10 list. Interesting. Yeah. And it's, mm. I think it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out over these remaining weeks as we get toward, closer and closer to the competition. Yeah, especially as there are live performances at the pre-parties and stuff, because there's not a clear dance break 
in this song as there was in Fuego. So I think there's a lot of potential for there just being some dead air in some of the performances, and they'll need to iron that out quickly. There was plenty of dancing in the video and smashing of things. Yes. So hopefully the uh, Tel Aviv is ready for the set crew being prepared for any situations like that. Uh, they bring in Gallagher. I, <laughs> yes. One thing I did not like in the music video, uh, one of my personal pet peeves is being covered in honey. That was uh, very mm-hmm. something as I watched this in the video. And this is a thing that scares me is being covered in something like that, like uh, paint or syrup or honey. That just does not do well with me. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, hopefully they took a shower during the video. And I was very pro them both getting honey on them and then taking a shower to get it off. Yeah. I thought that was uh, a good sense of closure for that uh, story arc. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had the same thought, but it was just like, you know that they were in the shower for like three hours just because like oh, there's that sure. last little bit that's just not going to come off. Ugh. Oh, no. Like <laughs> it worries me. A Gatorade bath is one of my worst fears mm. to like to be somewhere wearing a bunch of clothes and then someone dumps sticky Gatorade Oof. on me. And then I have to like go do things for a couple of hours before I can take a shower immediately. And so seeing the honey in this video was certainly... uh a shock and it's like all right then best of luck to them <laughs> just not but, a good uh, time it's just not a good time there's no good time to, to be inconvenienced with a, like you know a gallon of of maple syrup poured on <laughs> <Yeah>. you like <laughs> you have to go do things with your day uh, <laughs> and that's automatically a stoppage point well hopefully if that's part of the stage performance it doesn't inconvenience whichever act has to go after cypress Absolutely. so <laughs> like, I imagine like on basketball courts, you have the people with a large circular mop trying to mop things yeah. up. Just like, I, I know that it, that, that it will ruin the effect of the LED screens on the floor, but if they could put down a tarp, it would be preferred. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Think of the stage man. Just get one in like chroma key green. It's fine. There you go. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> a fine song. I did not know as much history as y'all did, but. It definitely represented the 2010s better than the last song, mm. but uh, mm-hmm. but no. Well, if y'all's strategy is right about it being too much of a clone, we'll see how they do. Indeed. Okay, so next on our docket, uh, we have the Czech Republic and Lake Malawi with "Friend of a Friend." So the Czech Republic, for the second year in a row, did their selection process entirely online, where they released the songs and they released kind of teaser videos, I guess, because it, it was the full song, but it was sort of like a everybody has access to the same general setting and you are tasked with making a video. And what that mostly resulted in was a lot of really amateurly shot videos. Uh, but Lake Malawi's song won, and we kind of grudgingly predicted it would win. But uh, it turns out they, they do have, like, a decent history. They're not just, like, so many of these artists where they just sort of pop out of nowhere and are representing a country at the Eurovision. They have been an indie pop band since 2013. And their debut EP is We Are Making Love Again. Bleh. And I had to read that, Mike. <laughs> Why did you put that in here? <laughs> this one has surprised me because in listening to it, listening to the, the actual studio version of this track, it has warmed on me. Not a ton, but, like, it's grown on me. I still don't like it as much as last year's track. Oh, and also I think I figured out like the weirdest reason for why I also still kind of don't like this song. The lead singer of the band looks like the worst roommate I've ever had. 
Oh. <laughs> that would do it. Yeah. I think everyone knows someone that looks like the lead singer of this band. That just seems to be like an archetype, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. I I can imagine two people that I've known or dealt with that look like this person. So I can understand where you're coming from there, Ben. To your point, uh, one of the comments on this song says, First time, what a boring song. Second, okay, it's good, but I don't really like it. Third time, it's perfect. Now, friend of a friend of a friend. So, just like you're uh, coming to terms with it, Ben. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I do not expect to get to stages you. three or four, but yes. I actually come in here, I have a master's degree in geography. I had a, I did undergrad at math here at the University of South Carolina, but then my master's degree in geography. And I'd like to point out to any of the home viewers, uh, Lake Malawi is not in the Czech Republic. I was confused by that. And then I consulted some maps, and turns out Lake Malawi is not there. So uh, this was a this was a bit of a twist for me. <laughs> well, that that's much better than where I was starting from because I thought Lake Malawi was the name of the lead singer, and then it's like, oh, it's a group. And then in this trivia thing that Ben and I do, there was a question that included Lake Malawi in a geography question. Be like, oh, wow, I'm really not good at this. <laughs> No, yes. Lake Malawi, turns out, is uh, near the country of Malawi, and Mm -hmm. hopefully this is going to expand to Afrovision, which will hopefully be an upcoming tournament in the very near future. Oh, it does uh, exist, yeah. Yes, but but, uh, as of now, Malawi has not been invited to the Eurovision Song Contest, and uh, hey, Australia, they made it, so Malawi, they speak French. They got a chance. I enjoyed the aesthetic of the video, and I think it appeals to most anyone that's hyper online. I don't do much Instagram, but I definitely enjoy the gimmick of it looking like a, like an Instagram. All the people that were in this video that weren't the lead band, that was, uh, I guess that was all submitted videos, probably, or... People uploaded those so that they could be used in the uh, music video. Do y'all have any idea? I do not know, but I will say, like you, I like the the theme of the video. I like the the Instagram mm-hmm. stylings. It's a, it's a nice touch. I also really enjoyed the imaginativeness of it, and like even in their staged video, uh, Ben was referencing earlier, like they had the most imaginativeness in that video as well like they were like using people outside the windows and stuff and mm-hmm. i think they're going to need to like continue to use their imagination like in competition cuz i could see this one getting lost just based on how strong the second half of the first semifinal is going to be the song is fine but i'm worried it's not going to make that much of an impact if it's the first or second or even third song to perform yeah the second half of this semifinal is filled with what I have affectionately called curb stompers. Because <laughs> there's just, there's some poor entry in the first half that we're just not going to even remember performing. What is the sweet spot? Ooh, the closer that you can get to the end of the lineup is better just because Naturally. of like, yeah, the recency effect and all of that. I, I think anything directly before or directly after whenever they take like a little break to either show like a video clip or do a green room thing tends to, I think it's a little bit of a bump because it's maybe. Yeah, it's because you're not going to take the bathroom break like right after they had a break built in. So def- definitely the song after uh, that little interstitial would be stronger. Yeah, I would say if you can get position six or later, mm-hmm. you're in pretty good shape. Before that, it can be real hit or miss. Next up on our list is Finland with Darud featuring Sebastian Raymond and the song Look Away. Yeah. 
So Finland used the format that they used last year, uh, where they selected their artist internally. And uh, then that artist presented three songs, releasing one on Spotify each week over a three-week period, and then having a national final where the public would vote on which of those three songs they wanted to have represent Finland. And yes, it is that Darude from Sandstorm. Sebastian Raymond is a singer, an actor, and TV host from Finland. Pretty, pretty significantly known quantity there. What are folks' thoughts on Look Away? I am a big fan of Darude only because of Sandstorm. I am a alumnus of the University of South Carolina, and Darude Sandstorm, besides it being an internet meme, it actually is a rallying cry at our football games and our sporting events. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, yes, like, it is played over the loudspeakers, and everyone has, has like, rally towels. Like, basically, like, you know, like, the Steelers terrible towels, but they're white towels, and you just kind of wave them in the air circularly, and it gets everyone excited. Darude Sandstorm holds a different place in my heart than it would for the for another internet person where it's just like a meme as it were. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I was, I was very excited when Ben told me that Finland has chosen Darude as their person. Cause it's like, Oh, I have heard of that person. So that right there is exciting. The song itself. It's good. It's nice and techno beat. And this is one of two songs that were uh, on the, on the playlist that were a stage performance. Mm-hmm. And it was uh lots of graphic design, everything going on as a, uh, Darude and was it Sebastian doing their thing but it's a little bit different than the other songs we've heard so far in this set and it was a, a nice change of pace and uh, I don't know how the music itself how that will do but it was a, a good performance certainly it's fun to now know I can name a second song by Darude yeah. so uh, <laughs> add plus one I'm sure he has a whole litany of different songs he's written in his time but uh, but no now Sandstorm and Look Away can certainly be uh, a second song. Ben, what were your thoughts on this entry? First off, I can't watch the video without thinking of the mashup that we did that <laughs> no one else liked on Twitter. <laughs> oh, we got a couple it likes. It got a couple likes, but they were from me <laughs> After and you they were from people. Chris. <laughs> yes. It's an okay song, and I feel like if it was in the other semifinal, it might sneak through. But this mm. one this one just feels, I don't want to say cannon foddery, but it feels like an easy one that's going to just slip below the top 10 or like just squeak through. So it's very bubbly. I don't know. I still want Darude to shave his terrible soul patch as well. <laughs> but, but that's just like a personal mission at this point. It's a fair call to, to shave his soul patch. Mm-hmm. And it's very possible that Finland may be riding on... Darude's name alone, you know, it wasn't a terribly ambitious song. They weren't, you no. know. And I think that's to its detriment is that it's it's safe mm-hmm. and safe doesn't really win. Because, I mean, people I think people want new and exciting and invigorating. Uh, another question for y'all would be, what is the pros and cons of a more celebrity performer than an up and comer? I mean, I think you're you're sort of giving yourself some points right away right which can help you i think get out of the semis but i'm not sure it does you well in the finals if you look at the uk Mm -hmm. the uk went through a period in the early 2010s where just for a period of i want to say like three or four years they were sending an act that had some level of visibility in in europe already like they sent the boy band blue they sent bonnie tyler Mm -hmm. they sent engelbert humperdinck whose name is fun to say so for like a a period of three to four years they were sending this and they were propping up someone who kind of needed like a little career boost 
And yes, they were a known quantity, but like they were consistently finishing towards the bottom. Right. The UK is finishing towards the, the bottom is for lots of reasons, but I don't feel like Engelbert Humperdinck helped. No, although I did really like his song. I mean, Germany did send Cascada that one year, but that kind of goes back to the clone question because that song was a clone of the previous year's winner. So I, I don't know if that's... Yeah, it's it's tough to judge. And it's also like a known quantity to an American audience or a known quantity to that country's audience. Absolutely. Because, I have yeah. zero idea. These could all be... You know, that's something I notice when I, when I try to follow European stuff is like they'll be musicians that are like the biggest like they're like national heroes of their country mm-hmm. and then they're like America has no idea who they are yeah and so, yeah because like yeah. Netherlands that's been their strategy the last several years where they've been sending their biggest pop stars and like uh, I think every single one of the judges on their version of the voice has represented in the last several years mm-hmm. Russia's representative this year is one of their biggest pop stars and he also represented in 2016 and I, th- I think there is some banking on that level of celebrity. It's just here in the States. Darude is probably the biggest name of this year's field that anybody would have actually heard of uh, stateside. To, to an American, right? Right, I right. mean, I, you know, a probably more knowledgeable French person or Norwegian person might have heard of, you know, mm-hmm. five or up to ten. I have zero idea how many. I don't, I don't, I can't litmus test uh, the Scandinavians. So. Right. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's tricky to see where if if and where the correlations would be right drew did perfectly fine and like i said that we'll just see if a different performance will be more exciting for uh the audience yeah and, and and i just have to wonder if this is just a genre of music that just does not translate well to this sort of competition because mm-hmm. like poland's entry last year was of this style and it was also just kind of so what and like nobody like nobody knows what to do with their hands because there's not really anything yeah. you can do. Well, I think, and... Yeah, for the last couple of years, countries have been trying to make a DJ plus some vocalist to happen and like it worked very well for Norway, but that felt like a much more dynamic performance. And there was mm-hmm. like a full band behind the guy. Poland, it did not work, and admittedly I think that was their choice of DJ. Because again, just no one knew what to do with their hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Thinking about Denmark's selection, they had they had uh, anywhere, which, which felt like a kind of a clean bandit ripoff, and it did not make the top three, so it didn't go yeah. to the semifinal. I, I think Finland's kind of in trouble here, and also there, there was that vote of no confidence for like shortly after the selection, the broadcasters just like, you know, I think we're gonna retool for next year. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, this is the second year they've done this process. I think it worked well last year, and I don't. Maybe they just shot themselves in the foot by saying, yeah, Darude, uh, and yeah. then it turns out that. Not as many people as they thought are excited to know, oh man, what's Darude doing in, in 2019? What stops them from doing Sandstorm? Quick question. Why not play the hit? <laughs> um, so the the song that a country sends cannot have been released before September th- last year. Yeah, that's, uh, I assume you can't go, go through your catalog and pick your country's greatest performer and then. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but no, yeah, yeah, that was in jest. I did assume there were rules like that. <laughs> there are, in fact, I mean, you could down rules you could like totally that. book Darude as like the the interval act, but you can't have him perform mm-hmm. Sandstorm in the contest. Moving on, Yossi Papai and Azin Apam. <laughs> Hold on,
so Hungry for the last couple years has done a selection series called Adal. Uh, Mike, you've been very into Adal. Mm-hmm. Yossi Papai, in particular, uh, has already represented Hungary in 2017, where he finished eighth. Okay, Mike, what did you think of this one? I really like this song. Uh, I mean, I, th- I think part of it was like, I also really liked Yossi Papai's 2017 entry. And this just seems to be a really pleasant continuation of like what he has to offer. Like he has such a great voice and this song has a gravitas to it that I'm really responding to. And it, it even, even though that this year's field has a lot of male solo artists, I think this one stands out. Like it, it's just its own style and its own sense of storytelling. It's a pop ballad rather than like a power pop song. And I really like this one and I'm expecting it to do rather well. I think the juries are going to really love it. And I think televoters are going to uh, respond to it as well. I agree. I, I really like this song. I, a lot of points for me for a non-English speaking country singing in non-English. That that you know, warms my heart where I understand there's various rules about uh you know the advantages in being in English or non-English for that type of thing. But I do enjoy Hungary singing in Hungarian. That's a nice thought to me. And even though I do not know what the words are, in fact, the uh genius lyrics that I have seen here also don't have it translated into English. But you know there's something the the music video was a very compelling video, very well shot, and you can you definitely know what the song is even if you don't you don't actually know what the words are. And so I think this is a, a lovely change of pace and I probably enjoyed this one Maybe the most or the second most of those six songs we're listening to today. I really enjoy this one as well, but I keep finding it in like the low, well, not necessarily the low middle, but like in the middle of my list because there's a lot to compare it to and it kind of suffers in those comparisons. But it also feels, again, like I I mentioned this earlier, we have a lot of different, more kind of gutsy entries in the second half of the semifinal. And this one is this one has like a sweetness to it that I really that I really really respond to. Yeah, I think sweetness is a better descriptor than gravitas. It's I don't know, kind of nourishing in a way, but mm-hmm. yeah, like I mean the fact that the uh like what you were saying Chris about not necessarily understanding the lyrics but still understanding the story of the right. song. Yes. Yeah, I mean I think that's part of the point of of this contest and just like how how music is the universal language and other barfy sayings but um mm-hmm. yeah i mean I, I think this is accomplishing the mission statement here performing good music everyone can understand it representing your own country mm-hmm. those are you know good pillars mm-hmm. to shoot for at the eurovision song contest i like to think and uh this certainly reflects that more than we'll say the belarusian uh entry you mm-hmm. know in terms of representing the homeland and uh, being your country's song and so i definitely i enjoyed this and it was a a fantastic music video that i i don't know how much sway we'll have in the final run because uh i mean i guess everyone that votes can see these videos Mm -hmm. on their own as opposed to they'll be shown on the tv during the performance right that's my honor that and that leads to something that that came to me while thinking about this is that i think this one i really like this song but i also am very very curious to see how they stage this Mm. Mm -hmm. because i think that they need to do something other than just yossi on stage with a guitar or with 
some sort of national instrument just sort of playing the song. I want there to be something a little bit more dynamic somehow. I guess YouTube has totally changed this contest in every aspect. I mean, before, you know, having official videos uploaded months before the tournament. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I, I think just the ability to broadcast via like things like cable and satellite as well, just where you can watch another nation's semifinal selection as opposed to just having all of the songs except your own be a surprise. Right. During the official broadcast, it will just be Yossi Papaya. Is that, is that correct? Yep. Mm -hmm. It'll be him on the stage performing as opposed to a lot, a lot of the production value that goes along with uh, the entry, the, the official music video that they have. Uh... There's also like LED screens on the stage and they can have up to six people on stage. Mm -hmm. So that would be like dancers, musicians. Yeah, I mean, there... Th there's a lot of potential here. Like uh, in 2017, his performance featured a dancer and a lot of pyrotechnics. And yeah, that was a really good performance. <laughs> and yeah. Fire good, as a caveman once said. Yeah, ab so. Absolutely. So, but uh, I, I don't I don't see this one being like particularly pyro heavy, but Hungary knows how to stage. And I don't think this one's going to disappoint. So our last entry that we were discussing today is Montenegro's D-Mall with Heaven. So Montenegro did a national final with five different entries competing. This is one of two that made it to the super final, and then this ended up winning. It's gone through a little bit of a refurbishment between the selection and today, where they've added a little bit more folk instrumentation, made the vocals a little less uh, internally competitive. Uh, <laughs> I know that I know Ben. That was one of your I don't know sticking points. Ben has this song improved for you. I'm gonna read my notes for this one verbatim. Still bad. Production bad. End of notes. I think that they have not solved the problem of this song sounding like six soloists trying to figure out who is in charge of this song. And they have added more folk instrumentation, and it has not helped. I would like to say that it creates harmony, Ben. They've come together. That's what music's all about, is coming together. And that's what the message of this song is. Everyone coming together and performing in front of beautiful backdrops that are essentially when you go to YouTube and type in name of location 1080p 4K and they're like four <laughs> hour videos. This is what the background of this video was all about. Was that exact that exact YouTube video. I felt enriched. Yes, I will be nice and say I did enjoy the videos, beautiful vistas of Montenegro. Absolutely. Sure, there might be a lot of ideas, and sure, it might be a lot of competing against themselves, but, you know, they're all wearing white shirts and around a campfire at the end of it. What more do you want, Ben? What more do you want? <laughs> they're all running on the beach in white shirts, exactly. And there's an old man playing a guitar-looking thing on the beach. Like, <laughs> it's fantastic. And they're wearing jeans. Like, <laughs> just like just like we do ben just like we do chris can we have you on the show just to just to describe the music videos every week yeah. <laughs> i shoot straight and mm -hmm. i'm just letting you know like yeah i know what things look like and white shirts blue pants looking guitars and 
all the Montregagrini's beaches I can want. This is beautiful. Uh, we, we need to have you back for the Barbara Dex discussion on the fashion choices uh, at the final. But uh, yeah, whenever you uh, need to invite me, please <laughs> let me know. Glad to return. <laughs> Yeah, like my note, I don't think mine are much better. Uh, this sounds like a theme song to a show that somehow has made it to more than 200 episodes, but you don't know a single person <laughs> who remember. watches it. So, yeah, so, it's, so just like CBS. Yeah, this is, yeah. This is, and like it's a, just, this is like a sitcom on CBS in like the late 90s. Right, exactly. That's so correct. I'm so mad how correct of an answer that is. It, it's, like, that's exactly it, right. And, like, I don't know what they're going to do with the stage. I mean, like, at, at their national final, they did this whole thing with they were all dressed in black and it was uh, a music staff, which was kind of clever. If but they don't do I don't see at, that. If they don't do that at the final, I'm going to riot. Well, yeah, well, it's just like, I don't know what else they can do. Just because there's six of them, they can't have the old guy playing the guitar looking thing mm-hmm. on stage. And like I was saying earlier with the Cypress and the dead air, there is such high dead air potential here. Mm-hmm. Like this could either be like Armenia's entry in 2015, where everybody was wearing the flowing coats. And so if there was an overhead shot, there was still something to look at. Or it could be like Croatia 2013, where there's six people and then the music break and they'd be like, okay, uh, we all need to stand in different parts of the stage. You go over there, you go over there, and it's like directing traffic. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea how they're going to make this visually interesting. I, but yeah, my favorite part of that national final performance was it felt like very middle school music director. And I enjoyed, yes. I enjoyed that aesthetic. Yeah, I mean, like if, if there were a Eurovision show choir or glee club yes. competition. I believe there's choir of the, the year. Yeah, but I think that's like more along the lines of church choir and not like glee not like not, choir not so sextet. right and yeah you yeah. ever found a good college's acapella youtube channel when oh yeah count- this is this is very like that yeah you know, everyone's wearing the same thing they're singing the same song and just you know it's got good value most of they're all like standing in the same room or in the same like outside location and you know it's just good harmony. Just good, easy, don't think about it too hard harmony. Well done, Montenegro. I appreciate that it is different from the rest of the field in that there is no other sextet that is trying to... <laughs> there isn't another song that's trying this. Poland's probably the closest, but uh, that that is next week's discussion <laughs> with probably the same results. But yeah, this is... I, I, I don't know what to do with this one. Mm-hmm. I'm rooting for hologram of old man at the... Uh... Oh, that's a that's a very I good think. strategy. Put, oh. put the old man on the video screen. I mean, they'd have to at this point. And just like, like point the camera at him. He's like the old man in uh, shiny happy people, and like I really root for that guy. And so, <laughs> uh, so like, yeah, he's got to be a part of it. And anything less than that, I'll be very disappointed. Do you so. really need all six members on stage? I mean, why not just have someone that sits like in the front row with their arms folded, being like, "You're the band. <laughs> You're my band." You know. Uh, is that a problem when you have, I mean, I guess you have all six people. Is that, do you think it hurts when you fill up your roster like that for, since stage performances can only have six people? It depends. Like if it's a, if it's a band where like people are playing instruments, uh, like that's that's totally fine. But it's just like, if it's all six people and they're all singing, it just makes it difficult for staging because you have to remember that it's a television performance. And if people are just standing there doing nothing, there's just nothing visual about it. So greatly increases the level of difficulty. Mm -hmm. But I think it can work. I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to think of an example of where it did work. Like Armenia was 2015, but I don't know, Ben, is there anything else more recent than that? Like 
there was I mean, your fa- your favorite ethno jazz band Uriow last year, where they actually had seven people in the band, and so one person wasn't a, did like, have to like sit able, at home yeah. and watch from TV. Uh, yeah. I mean, you also had Bulgaria. I think tried five people, and that was that was difficult. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, although like Serbia last year, their entry like did have like the old man playing the flute thingy, uh, well, like on a turntable or something. So like they had six people and they were able to make it work and every everybody was serving a function. But like, I think particularly with this song, since everybody is trying to compete to be like, no, I'm the lead singer. It could be a fun disaster, but yeah. I think it's <laughs> like, going to be a disaster. Pick, pick which boy and which girl are the leads and... And then drama ensues. <laughs> yes. <laughs> for 200 episodes. Yes. <laughs> so do we think Mont- Montenegro is going to qualify? No. Okay. <laughs> oh, I mean, Montenegro. They did good. They, <sighs> they tried. Yeah. So we've gone through six entries so far. Any overall thoughts on this portion of the field? As a somewhat newbie, I would say very newbie to the uh, Eurovision experience and the avant-gardeness that supposedly Eurovision is all about, this was not a uh, huge representation of that. These were mm-hmm. five English songs, most of them very similar to something you could hear on the radio you know, on your local hit station. But it was still, I mean, it was very good seeing good representation. People were performing, you know, doing, having fun, representing their country. Which of these will go far? Not a, I don't think any of them, assuming I've heard other songs are more ambitious uh, and really are looking, going after it. I don't think, who knows how many of these will eventually make it to the end. But, you know, these were six fun songs. And I'm sure hopefully they'll get some radio time in their home places. And that's that's nice. So are you interested in checking out the other 35 songs that are competing this year? Or are you good? I certainly am. I I mean, I am a promoter of other culture. And I think a country's music is certainly a good representation of that. Mm. And uh, I, I enjoyed watching all of these and uh a good easy way i know there's the the, the time roll and i think that's uh an easy a fun easy way to just uh you know see what other places are all about what's important to them mm-hmm. as someone that frequently watches rick steves on both tv and online i under, i appreciate you know the want to see other things and i think it's fun being not in it and just a true outsider's perspective like one as americans and then two Someone that's not even following it that much, you know. Mm-hmm. I I enjoyed all six of these songs to it. You know, nothing left a bad taste in my mouth. Obviously, y'all two are a little more sophisticated as seeing many of these songs <laughs> and really getting a good uh, grasp. I tend just to like things. I don't know why. I'm not one. I can never be a movie critic. I because I mostly either love movies or just think per- songs are perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. And uh, but no, these were six very good songs and. How they'll do, who's to say, mm-hmm. uh, except for the judges and the voting panels. But yeah. <laughs> uh, who's to say? Except all of Europe. Except for, <laughs> except for, except for the, the televoters of and the, the multiple panels of judges. I certainly would enjoy seeing the other uh, other things and having something, someone and something to root for. That's a fun experience. Something that's uh, not too many, you know, it's like getting into a sport or getting into a, uh, a new franchise or something. The this is mm-hmm. a fun a fun thing to do, absolutely. And it's so cool that there are people that are very dedicated to doing it, even if y'all 
had zero introduction before until you just started following it one time. Ben, do you have thoughts on, on these six as a whole? Of these six, I think it's very easy to put Fuego in the final. Do you mean replay? <laughs> yes. Yeah, this is... Yeah, see, reading notes is hard. Don't take notes, everybody. Um, yeah, I do mean replay. Uh, my notes about this song only mentioned Fuego, which, yeah. take that as you will. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, replay replay feels like an easy fit. Hungary, I think it's sneak in there. Belarus and Finland, and I guess even the Czech Republic all kind of feel bubbly. Demol, sorry guys, sorry you guys tried, and there are six of you, and you're trying so hard. I think the front half is kind of a uphill battle, just because the second half of this semifinal is going to be so strong, and it's just going to take up a lot of the ten spots that are available. So it's just going to push a bunch of these entries down the stairs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you that Cyprus and Hungary are probably in the least danger. Like, I I think they're still going to be able to get by. Czech Republic has me nervous. Like, I think of, of the remaining ones here, it's probably the strongest, but I, I think it's very much on the bubble and it's going to depend on where it lands in the running order and how imaginative their stage performance is. Mm-hmm. Like if they can kind of continue the, the trajectory that they had with their music video, I think that that will help them. But if it's just them as a band on stage, that's not going to work. Belarus, I think there's a lot of work that needs to happen in order for that to, to make it through. But I think it has a chance. And then, yeah, Finland, I don't know what they can do at this point. And we, we've already talked about Montenegro. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> what can Finland do at this point? Shave Darude's soul patch. <laughs> I will give the production assistant a gift certificate to the Chuck E. Cheese of their choice for 25 American dollars. That's going to do it for this episode of the Euro What. Thank you for listening. Uh, special thanks to our guest this week, Chris King. Chris, where can folks find you online? Uh, the main thing people can find me is that my Twitter is at uh, CKingSC, representing South Carolina once again. And I have a couple of uh, websites I maintain, ChrisWords.com, which is a crossword website that I run, and FiveCourseTrivia.com, a food trivia site. So all things word and knowledgeable about this world, that's where you can find me. And it's been a blast joining y'all. Hopefully one of our countries today will go far, but even if they don't, they did their best, Montenegro. So. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. The You're What podcast is hosted by Mike McComb, that's me, and Ben Smith. That's me. You can find us on our website at eurowhat.com and on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at eurowhat. We'd love to hear your questions and comments. You can subscribe to the You're What on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or the podcast app of your choice. Rating and reviewing the podcast when you subscribe also helps other Eurovision fans find us. We'll be back next week to try to make sense of what's new in Eurovision. 